keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Go listen to the outro if you want to connect and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we gain inspiration and delight and sometimes knowledge and sometimes catharsis. And you guys write me all kinds of cool stuff that you experience through the pod in an effort to improve sex lives everywhere. And my guest today, I am super excited to introduce you. She is 31. She's heteroflexible and uses the pronouns she, her, a relationship coach who is from Southern California. Welcome, Hannah. Hello. I'm so excited to do this. I'm a little nervous. (laughs) Great. Well, (laughs) I feel like I get nervous too every time. Actually, a lot of people are nervous. And then once we start talking, it goes away. So hopefully that happens. Yeah. (laughs) Can you take us back to your early memories and tell us when you first remember hearing about sex? I don't know if I can remember the first time that I heard about it. I I don't think I I don't think my parents ever really talked about it. It was like something that all of a sudden I like knew was a thing and I watched like Titanic and I really wanted to like I watched the movie like just to see the scene of him like painting. Yes her naked and then the car scene and so and it was like vhs you know so i had to like find which vhs it was which tape to get to that scene and then we'd like just watch that scene and then that that was like the first movie that i remember like knowing oh they're having sex in that car yeah the hand thing you know yeah Um, so it was like media and and friends that just kind of talked about sex all of a sudden like it was it was the thing in elementary school but I don't remember when it started Mm -hmm. I was a Catholic private school from first to eighth grade so there was not a whole lot of like (laughs) okay that was my next question what about high school was there any sort of like health talk or family life thing the only thing that I remember about sex ed which I think this was a sex ed class the only thing I remember is that they showed us a video of a like a birthing video oh and that was like it was like a scare tactic it felt like and it was like dude you don't want to deal with this and so that's like i don't remember them showing us how to put on a condom or like talking about i think they talked about stds it was called at the time yeah but i don't remember any discussion about this is how to have safe sex this is how to talk about consent or none of that i just remember birthing video and like don't get STIs. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how did you start exploring with yourself? I assume you did at some point. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's, this is like, I'm still kind of, I don't know if embarrassed is the right word. I was like, kind of like accepted that this is who I am. But I remember listening to your podcast and there was a girl on there talking about how she'd been masturbating since she was like under 12. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, I never even like looked at my vagina. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have sex until I was almost 18. I was like three days before my 18th birthday is why I remember it. And I didn't have an orgasm until a guy gave me one when I was like 20 or 21 or something Uh from he was eating me out and I had an orgasm and I was like, fuck, this is what sex is. Like this is what I've been missing. And I did, it was like a, like a explosions in the sky kind of moment. Yeah. And then after that I started masturbating and I just watched porn of guys eating girls out because that's how I came yeah that's when I started masturbating was after I came because I didn't even know that that could 
happen. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that I would have that feeling. Yeah. I'm a little bit embarrassed that it wasn't until I was like in my 20s. Yeah, but also thank God it wasn't even later. You know, exactly, some people yeah. like. And, that, and now I talk to some women and we talk about sex. And when I ask, like, have you had an orgasm? And they're like, I think so. And I'm like, fuck, you haven't. Oh, my mm-hmm, God. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it's so sad. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I'm always split because I'm like, well, I don't want that to be the only goal, but also it's such an amazing, pleasurable thing that I want everyone to experience it. Definitely. Yeah. And that's, and that's another challenge too, is that after I knew that it could happen, then I kind of went through this phase of like, when it didn't, I would get really Mm -hmm. upset and I didn't, and that goes into a whole, like just being able to talk to a guy about what I want and what I need. And that's, challenging too sometimes yeah yeah. so it it was a beautiful thing and it was also like added a whole new set of like sexual frustration and challenge (laughs) absolutely okay i want to hear a little bit more about that but first i want to hear about what experiences led you to sex three days before your 18th birthday (laughs) how did it happen how did it unfold did you do other things that were kind of like you know the the bases i guess we say leading up to them yeah so i never dated in high school me neither Um, no (laughs) i was just like so awkward and i didn't and very introverted and shy and i didn't have a lot of like friends like i i had one friend that i was kind of close to and then another one and like but anyway, so it was, I was leaving a white elephant party from my friend's house and, <laughs> and I was driving home and this guy in my video film class texted me and was like, Hey, we're drinking beers outside of this elementary school that I lived right next to. And he was like, you want to come drink beers? So I went to this elementary school parking lot and was drinking beers outside of this school that was like, it was closed. So we were just like sitting on the steps. Yeah and drinking beers like we had like a six pack and there was like five of us so drink a beer maybe have one (laughs) and um and I don't really remember exactly how I started making out with this guy and it was kind of weird because the other people were there too and then they just kind of left because they were like okay they're making out and so they left so then it was just me and him and then we were in his Toyota 4Runner all of a sudden uh-huh. and we were in the back seat and we were kissing and he was like, do you want to have sex? And I was like, oh, I've never done that before. <laughs> and he was like, oh, OK. And then we just kind of like sat there for a moment. And I remember thinking like, like, OK, let's do it. Like, let's try it. I just I had never been given that opportunity. Yeah. Before. Had you so, done anything else yet? Like, no. Oh, I'd never like, and it was funny when I, before I had sex, I thought I'm not going to put a penis in my mouth and like, I'll put one in my vagina before I put one in my mouth. Like that's gross. (laughs) And is that what happened? And yeah. (laughs) So I was like, so then I was like, okay, I guess, yeah, let's just do it. And so I just kind of like, we were in the back seat. And so I like got on top of him, like facing him and we had sex and I was wearing a white sweatshirt, hooded sweatshirt. (laughs) And I didn't realize until I got home that there was like a little bit of like blood on it. Not a lot. I yeah. thought there'd be more, but it was just kind of like brown yeah. a little. Yeah. Um, but as we were having sex, all of a sudden, um, like a security guard came and shined the light in oh, the shit. car. What? We were like, oh, no. <laughs> and so he started like he was driving around. And so we could see him coming and the light came in. So we were like, shit, shit. And we got into the front seat and he tried to start the car and it wouldn't start. Oh and he was like, oh, no. And so we put our pants on really fast 
and got out and we tried to play it off like oh his car was making funny noises so we were gonna like park and try to jump it and, oh my gosh. and we didn't get in trouble he just told us to leave and go home but it was so so we got out of the car and it was kind of like okay so i'll see you later and we like did an awkward hug and just left so it was like a very brief first experience did you guys ever hang out again yeah he ended up being like my like fuck buddy for a while like we would just go like he would just text me and or i would text him and we're like oh let's we'd we'd play it off like let's smoke and that was so we'd go and we'd like smoke pot in his car and drink and then have sex and then i would just leave and that was just like our relationship and it was kind of and it never it was never weird to me sex just kind of ended up being like in the same way that i was exploring with smoking a lot of pot my senior year and drinking Mm -hmm. sex was just like a third thing that I did like I would just go out and like and not just with him too like I would have sex with other people I think I made up for lost time after we had sex and I started having sex with a lot of people yeah but it was never like I never wanted to be his girlfriend and I never wanted like some of my friends when girls when they would have sex it was like after they had sex they were like oh he's mine now like and they would be really upset if it didn't work out and I was never like that I was just like okay we're gonna have sex or we're gonna drink or we're gonna smoke and it was just a thing yeah so that was for my whole senior year he like I could have sex with him whenever I wanted and vice versa sort of okay and do you remember the feeling beyond it being just like a thing that you did like was it exciting to you or was it just like what did you get out of it if you remember I think it's it's funny I've talked about this so much with my husband now like I think I was like trying to connect with people like I felt so kind of like lonely in a way like I I enjoyed my own company but I still didn't feel like other people really understood me and I think drinking was a way to get rid of that and smoking was a way to get rid of that and sex was like if I can't connect with somebody on an intellectual level, like I was just like trying to get it somewhere. And so it was like a physical connection that was making up for like a lack of emotional connection. Yeah. And did you end up eventually doing blowjobs? And did you let boys go down <laughs> on you? Yeah. I, I wonder who was the first person to do that. I can't remember. But yeah, I eventually did start doing blowjobs. And I was like, oh, this is not as gross as it seems like and i really liked guys going down on me like that that felt really good and that was the first thing that made me come can you tell (laughs) us more about that like what specifically do you like and do you know what makes you come when someone's going down on you um good question i'm like trying to imagine it right now i mean it's it's hard for me to articulate that stuff because it's like what is happening right now i don't know it just feels good like you don't always you know it's not like you have a close-up camera down there Mm -hmm. but but if you if you can i'm always curious yeah well it has to start like you can't go straight in for the head of the clitoris like some guys like know that that's like a hot button and so they're just like go right in there but you've got to warm up to it so i i like kind of like starting at the edges, like at the outside, outer labia and slowly going in and slowly like getting a lot of like moisture down there. If I, if I'm not wet yet, like getting a lot of moisture down there in the beginning and then kind of like, I think I like it. Like, I think this is what's happening when I'm feeling this, but I like, like taking your tongue and kind of like swirling it around the outside of the head of, of the clitoris. And then also like once there's enough 
moisture there, like a, like light sucking on it too. Like that sucking sensation yes. is really good. But it's kind of like if if there's enough moisture and if there's like enough like stamina and they can do the same repetitive motion over and over again, then that usually like gets me there. Amazing. What level of pressure do you like? I think I usually like it lighter than yeah. heavier. Heavier, if there's like a lot of moisture, it's mm-hmm. fine. But too much pressure when there's not a lot of moisture is difficult. Amazing. <laughs> but now that I'm like, I've had this happen so many times, I feel like I need more stimulation. Like my husband and I, we were with another guy one time and he like stuck his finger in my ass while he was eating me out. And that was like, I was like, ooh, that's like a new sensation. And so that kind of, that kind of helps too now. Like if there's a plug or if someone, yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm like, this is like, I'm a virgin with butt stuff. And so I'm like, just starting to enjoy that sensation. Really? (laughs) Really? Okay. So finger plugs, I heard plug. Yeah. I got like one of those little like starter kits where it's like a little one and then a bigger one and a bigger one. And I'm in like the medium one right now. Nice. And have you had sex while wearing it? Yeah, actually. And that was really nice. Like the, my and my husband and I don't have penetrative sex often we like the majority of our sex together is mutual masturbation <laughs> really yeah. tell us more tell us more <laughs> um like we do have sex sometimes and it's nice because I recently got off um birth control because I wanted to see like if it would change my libido at all because mm-hmm. I kind of heard that that could help so so we didn't have a lot of penetrative sex before that, but now like he kind of got me into more dirty talk, like telling, talking about fantasies and stuff. And I, he's very cerebral and like he gets off on hearing like stories and he kind of got me to open up about just talking during sex. Like that's a whole thing too. And so we'll lay next to each other or like, I'll go down on him or he'll go down on me, but then we'll end up like laying next to each other. Like one person, like telling a dirty story in their ear until they come. And then they'll like finish the story for me while I come or whoever comes first. And that's like the majority of our, <laughs> our <That's> sex. <laughs> amazing. Uh, can I ask how long you've been together? July, it'll be eight years. Okay. And we got married in October of 2019. Amazing. Congratulations. Okay. Ugh. I have a bunch of questions. I guess I just want to hear about whatever you want to say about, you know, what it was like dirty talking or not dirty talking beforehand and kind of like what what getting into it has been like for you and just how your sexual relationship with him has kind of evolved Yeah, over the years. Yeah, yeah. Um, before I was with him, I had had sex with a lot of people, but I hadn't really, like like, like I said earlier, it wasn't super meaningful for me and so it's interesting how now that I'm with him and we've been together for so long how sex has become a lot more vulnerable and and kind of scary because it's like oh I'm actually having sex with somebody who I love and it's it's like almost harder now so when when he it started with like dirty talk and then we we always talked about sex like when we weren't having it like we would talk about I'd always ask him about um like his exes and what did you because he dated a lot before he met me like Mm. I had slept with a lot of people but he had a lot of like relationships yeah so he was a lot more experienced in that department and I always asked him like like what attracted you to this person why did you break up and like 
what was the sex like? And I, I wanted to know about his history. And so he was the person that introduced me to the term polyamory. I'd never mm. heard that before. He dated somebody who was poly once and he explained to me what the term meant. And I was like, it was like a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, I wonder if this is why I never dated because guys had asked me out, but there was always kind of like, a, I'm not, I don't want to put a label on it. I don't, I felt like a kind of like a pressure and a sense of like, I don't know if ownership is the right word, but I just think there was something that I didn't like about it. And then when I found out about Polly, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like you can have a relationship and you can flirt with somebody else. And like, God forbid, if you have sex with somebody else, it doesn't ruin your relationship. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I'm Polly. (laughs) And so, so we're Polly. (laughs) And that's something that I got learned from him and that has become a part of our relationship. And then he also introduced me to like, it started off with him being like, oh, I'd like to see you have sex with somebody. Like, I like the idea of watching you have a good time and being pleasured. And so he was the first person that I had like a threesome with. And it kind of started as like a cuckold situation, but then evolved into like him being there too. And I found out that he's like, he's bisexual. Like, like he enjoys, um, He's kind of like sub, and so he doesn't uh, like to fuck other guys like with his penis, but he likes to blow guys and like a lot. And yeah, <laughs> and, so, and when we had so when we had three sons, it kind of started with him just like watching, and then it evolved into like us both participating and like sharing a cock. And <laughs> that's so hot. How is that for you? Have you given a blowjob to the same guy together? Like, have you been like making out? That's my fantasy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like both of us, like on the shaft, yeah. like, on one side and I'm on the other, like getting to the top and like kissing each other at the top and like going where oh <laughs> he's God. on his balls and I'm on his shaft. And yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was fun. It was kind of like, at first I was like, when we talked about having a threesome, I was trying to decide if I would want to have a threesome with a girl or with a guy. And I was concerned that if I had one with another girl, that I would feel like a sense of like competition and like, mm. what if he likes her more, I'd feel left out. And then if it was a guy, I was worried that I would be like, kind of like overpowered in a way. And mm. that kind of freaked me out. Like, I didn't want to feel like I didn't have control. Cause I think I was kind of grappling with like my sexuality and just being able to talk about what I want. I'm yeah. kind of a, a people pleaser in many ways in my life. So sex was like a challenge yeah. to stick up for myself. So that was what I was worried about with guys. But then when we so we've never had a threesome with a girl it's always been with guys and it ended up being really fun like I I like being the center of attention and at first when we shared I was like I was a little bit worried that I wasn't the center of attention yeah but then like seeing how good he was at it and how like seeing how the other guy responded was like started to be more of a turn on than like I was afraid I was afraid and then when I saw it when I did it I was like oh this is actually kind of sexy and it was just like a I think that's when like sex started to turn into what I wanted it to be when I was first having it like I wanted to have that it's like it's like Dan Savage says and I love this quote I always remember he's like sex is like cops and robbers with your clothes off (laughs) (laughs) I love him I love him and that's what it's that's what it's been with me and my husband. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, like playtime, like mm-hmm. fantasy. And 
that's like, I, I feel like my, the ultimate goal in life is to like learn how to be a kid again. And sex is a great gateway to that. Yeah. It's just play. Yeah. And that's, and it's, it's so funny because I get a lot of comments from people that they're like, you're so innocent and childlike. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm an adult human. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yes, I want, I want to bring in that joy. And I, for me, there's like a sense of freedom and exploration that like, that's why I sucks. That's why I don't want to be tied to one person because I want to, I don't ever want to feel bad about what I'm curious about. Could you share with us type of fantasies that you might share with your husband when you're together or just give us kind of like an example? I don't know if this is possible. Um, yeah. Okay. So like currently for me, I have like a gangbang fantasy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so like, we'll talk about like, it'll start he'll be like oh we went out to the bar and I'm sitting over here and you're like flirting with a guy and he comes up to you and he's like has a conversation he's like oh do you want to come home with me and then you leave with a guy and then we get to his place and find out that he has a roommate and his roommate's home and then his roommate comes into the room and and then he just like it kind of evolves from there and I don't even it's not it's almost like this like that I usually come before we get to the sex part. Like I like the buildup mm-hmm. of just being desired by yeah. multiple people. And it's, I kind of, <laughs> I, I think I realized that I'm needing to have an out, like needing to be able to leave if I wanted to and yeah. Yeah. have that autonomy. And like the times that I felt the sexiest recently is, this is like going off track of your question but it, it no. made me think of it. yeah yeah tell us <laughs> so I had a crush on this bartender at, at this bar that we used to go to and then he was the first person that like I chose like deliberately in front of my husband to like go on a date with mm-hmm. and so we went out on a date and then we only saw each other like a couple of times but one of the times I was home and he was working and I was like I want to go fuck him like and I'd never done that before and so I just like texted him and I was like can I like come like sit on your cock for just like a couple minutes and he was like sure obviously (laughs) and he was like I'm home right now so I went over there and we just fucked for like 20 minutes and then I went home and and then my husband got home from work and I told him that I was like oh I went and fucked the bartender and he was like you did and then we immediately fucked and like it was super hot and he was like he like called me a slut and I was like and it was the first time that I like heard that term and I was like, I am a fucking slut. Like I like that. (laughs) And I felt super like it, it was like the most green Sagittarius moment where I was like, I can do this. And I, and he still loves me and I still love him. And it was like, and I ended up crying after I orgasmed. And so it was like crygasm. And, um, (laughs) but it felt like it felt the most authentic Hmm. to me to, in that moment to, be able to do that I was like I had sex with two guys in the same day and I am still in a loving relationship with my husband and it kind of scared me that like that felt so natural and free and there's still a part of me that is like nervous to explore that because there's still like jealousy like we still we Mm -hmm. talk about jealousy and we 
And so there's a part of me that doesn't want to, like, I don't want to hurt him, Mm -hmm. but we, and I, so part of me is like afraid. And the other part of me like knows that it's going to be okay because we talk about it all the time, but it's like, I don't know, I guess that's kind of what life is. It's like doing things that scare you and then talking about it and growing from it. But that was the time. So now like once I experienced that and I was like, I want to do this again. And then when we had threesomes and I had somebody fucking me and I had his cock in my mouth, I was like, I want more cocks. Like I need more now. So like once I had two, I wanted three. And so now that's my fantasy. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) That's okay. There's so much amazing stuff. Uh, First, did you start your relationship with your husband polyamorous or was it something you like had a foundation and worked your way into? Um, we didn't, I think we didn't really talk about being poly until we'd been together for like a couple of years. Okay. I broke up with him after a year of dating him. We were mm-hmm. broken up for a few months and then we got back together and then we started talking about poly maybe like a year after that yeah. and had our first threesome maybe around the same time. Do you guys have a lot of threesomes or how many? I don't know. This is, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, I'm we did hook up with a couple one time. Mm-hmm. So it was like another, like, it was like a heterosexual couple. So it was a male and a female. And we're talking to another one right now. There's like this app called Three Fun that our neighbor was like, you should look at this app because oh, cool. I, <laughs> I had sex with my neighbor. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he like was super excited about like threesomes after that. He was like, can we do it again? And <laughs> so he introduced us to this app called Three Fun. So we're talking to another Same. couple on there, but. We've never been with, so I've never done it with a girl, but. Have you made out with a girl? Yeah, I've made out with a girl. I've gone down on a girl, but like not a lot for yeah, a long yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and I've been, there was this one time, <laughs> I just remember, we were out drinking and I came home because I was like going to pass out. I was so tired. And so I, I went to sleep and then I woke up and my husband had like, started talking to this woman on his way home and he like brought her home and he like he was super drunk and he like showed me to her he's like this is my wife or girlfriend at the time and she was like oh my god like I've always wanted to like like make a girl come and it was like and then she just like hung out with me until I came like she went down on me she used my toys on me and then afterwards she was like this was like a fantasy for me like can you um, just not give me your phone number. I just want this to be what it is. I was supposed to go hang out with my friend tonight. And this is like what I've always wanted to do. And so I'm just going to go hang out with her now, but can we just leave this as it? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, see you later. I never saw her again. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like, these are like the weird things that happen around my husband and I, like we have, we've fulfilled, that was the one we've fulfilled another person's like fantasy one time we met this guy at the bar who um he had all these tattoos he had face tattoos like covering his all over his body and he walked up to us and he's like can I have a hug like the last time I was at this bar I got stabbed and so I don't want to get stabbed so I want to give everybody in the bar a hug and my husband being like the happy-go-lucky guy that he is he was like yes um of course and so he was talking to him and as he was talking, somehow it came out that this this guy was like, I like to wear women's clothes and I can't do it in front of my wife because she thinks it's weird and we have a kid and she like, and I was like, I've got girls clothes at home. Like, yeah. come on over. <laughs> and so we brought him over. We put him in a bra and panties and heels. He was about the same size. And he 
walked up and down the alley behind our place and then we like instructed him on how to walk and he just like oh my god had a great time and then he left and we never saw him again and he was like thank you <laughs> that's amazing you guys are magic sex creatures like that's so amazing and and it's very sweet too like it's like wow um uh, i oh my god you uh so did you guys like connect originally over sex or is it just like a bonus to your relationship? Like it seems very like you have this, I don't know, texture that's so great. It's, I think, I think subconsciously I was drawn to him. We met at a bar, like totally by happenstance, a bar that I would never have been to. I was living in like North County, San Diego, and he lived in like, like San Diego, like Maine, San Diego. Yeah. And so I went to this bar because there was a charity event going on. My sister was having a charity event for this, like this organization that raises money for Crohn's and colitis. And so I was there with my family, like my older sister, my parents, my husband knew the bartender. Mm. He had just finished like his, he was in school, um, grad school. And he was like going there and his, bartender friend was like come on like buy you a drink and so my mom was drunk and she never gets drunk the bartender was like okay honey like these are strong drinks like let it they tasted like like something sweet and yeah. she just drank a bunch of them and so she got up to leave and get food and he sat down where she was sitting and he was like why is the bar so crowded like this is never crowded it was like a divey bar yeah. and I was like oh because they're doing a charity event for Crohn's and colitis. And he was like, what's that? And I'm like, it's a shitting disease. <laughs> it's a disease about poop. <laughs> and he continued talking to me. So that was like my test. Like, can I talk yeah. about this? Yeah. And he continued talking to me. So then I left to go play pool because I wanted to like mingle with. And, um, and he said that he was like, you're the only girl that I've ever like pursued. Like I kept looking back to make sure that you didn't leave. And he came over and like tried to impress me by playing Ms. Pac-Man like nearby, like showing me how good he was at Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and he asked for my number. And at the time, like I was trying to be more honest and I always gave my number out to guys when I was drunk and then I would never talk to them again because I was like shy when I wasn't. Yeah. And so when he asked for my number, I was like, okay, but I probably won't answer if you call. <laughs> and it sounded like so much nicer in my head. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay. And so he got my number. And so he didn't call, he texted me. And then um, I didn't, so we planned a date and I drove to his house and I called him to let him know that I was there. And when he answered and he was like, hello. And I like practically melted in my seat because I didn't realize how deep his voice was. It was like this loud bar and I hadn't spoken to him since that, that night. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so then like the rest was history. But I think, I think subconsciously he's super kinky. Like he, I wouldn't call myself a kinky person. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've kind of started to, open that door and realize that since being with him. But I think my subconscious knew that he was kinky and it knew that I wanted to open up yeah. and that I wanted to try more stuff. And so I think that's what like drew us together. Cause like, we're both so naturally curious and we're both the person that like people will end up telling us things that they don't tell other people. 
so when two people like that meet, it's it was like such he was the first person in my life that asked me questions back. Like yes. there why so don't people. boys do that? Then you and you have this conversation with the boys and you ask them questions and they like and then they think that you're like amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we know each other so well. We had such a great conversation. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Do you I'm know like, anything about me? You're a narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So he asked me questions back. It's <laughs> great. Oh my God. Um, can you tell us a little bit? You said that you do a lot of not necessarily penetrative sex, but mutual masturbation is that what you tell yeah. us about that can you tell us details and like <laughs> like you also mentioned your toys so maybe tell us how they come into play too yeah okay well so wait can i like show you one of them please yes i have a huge dick Hold oh on. i want to see yeah <laughs> okay so this is my cock <gasps> it's about eight inches long yes oh my and gosh i don't with myself with this i fuck my husband with it. how do you hold it when you and then i'll describe how you're holding it okay so it's like a dildo cock that's and it's, it's like and it's like my like white flesh color yeah like it's, it, and it's got little like veins on it yes it's about eight inches i think it's like vic skin or something is the brand but it's pretty like girthy yeah, yeah it's girthy thick and it's got like half testicles <laughs> <laughs> that's a good grip how yeah. do you hold do you like hold it by that grip you hold it by the base yeah sometimes like if i'm holding it with my hand i'll put like a glove on one hand because i need a lot of lube and yeah. so like it gets really slippery so i'll put a glove on one hand and then the other hand will be free and i'll either like fuck him like this or i'll wear it as like a strap on oh that is so wait so you have like you have straps like uh -huh. oh my I gosh Wait, let me grab it. Yes, I want to see the harness. So this is um, this is my strap on. It's like got a little hole right here where you. Like, oh my gosh! In, and it's like it's really long. It's got like Velcro like this. Yeah. So you like wrap it around and like loop through with your legs. So it's a it's. I had another one that was like not. This one's a lot more like. That's like sturdy. Sturdy, yeah. Do you, um. Does it, do you wear it naked? Like, does it, or do you put undies on or how does it, like does it hurt? It's, I like to wear it over underwear, yeah. not because it's uncomfortable, but because I like kind of have like this, like fear of like accidentally getting like poop particles into my vagina. <laughs> Good point. Because <laughs> 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 sometimes can be most of the time yeah. it's not messy but you sometimes know. yeah i do i i do know most <laughs> of the time it's not messy and sometimes it's a little messy <laughs> that's like more what i'm afraid of about doing butt stuff like i'm like i don't want to poop on you like <laughs> yeah yeah well it's not usually i mean a you have to know a little bit about your own schedule right <laughs> and like you know if, if you have some regularity i think it's yeah. you're pretty fine but um but also it's like not the end of the world and like i've had a lot of butt sex at this point and i've never had like a gigantic it's like at the worst it's like yeah. a little bit of kleenex wipe up you know yeah and that's true and like i i see it on like the other yeah. end and i'm not like i don't i'm not grossed out by my husband yeah. afterwards like i think it's like a mental oh it's it's the mental feeling of when it's happening and you don't have that trust built up, or at least this was my experience. Like at the beginning, I did not have enough 
experiential trust built up around the situation mm -hmm. to feel the feeling initially. And I was so in my head and I was just like, am I going to poop? Is it, is it poop? You know, and similarly, <laughs> even, even nowadays, like there are certain times where I'm like, wait, do I have to actually go to the bathroom? And then I'll try and I'll be like, oh no, this is just that thing again. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Me feel a little bit better. And, and it took me, it took me months to calm down in my brain enough to like really be able to deeply, deeply enjoy myself. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how much control our brain has over like, it's wild. Like we can have an orgasm without even touching anything or being with anybody like just thinking about it you know? um, I've never experienced that I also haven't tried hard enough have you tell us <laughs> actually well okay so let me say like not so clearly like that like dreaming though like I have orgasms in my dream where I like wake up and I feel my vagina like <gasps> you this is one of my favorite new questions. Okay, tell us about your sex dream. So you've woken up and been like pulsing? Yeah, like I can feel it in my dream when I'm when I'm like coming. Like I I haven't had uh dreams like this recently, but I I have in the past where like the thing like if I ever realize that I'm dreaming and I'm like, "Oh, I want a lucid dream." I immediately want to go fuck somebody. Like yeah. that's like, I'm, like <laughs> a dream. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. The other night I had a dream that um I was like running from we were running from the police or somebody was trying to get us and I was in a car with this with this guy and he was like so we were in a speeding car and I was giving him a blow job and I then I somehow we had sex while he was driving and I just like I can feel like it almost feels like I have to, I have to pee. I don't know if I have them when I have to pee, like I'll mm -hmm. wake up and I have to pee, but I can feel my vagina like pulsating as I'm coming in the dream. And then wow. I'll like wake up after that. That is amazing. Here's a question about sex dreams. Is it usually with someone you know, or have you had stranger sex dreams? It's always a stranger. Really? But I, I have, it has actually, no, I have had sex dreams about like past lovers. Yeah. Um, but usually it's a stranger. Like the guy in the car was a stranger. He was kind of like an amalgamation of somebody that we had been flirting with on an app yeah, and like somebody that I didn't know, but, um, that is so, strangers. that's amazing to me because I just night before last had my first stranger sex dream. Really? Usually my sex dreams are with people that I know, like my lover or someone that's like kind of weird and embarrassing. But, yeah. but I had my first one where he was a total, like tall, dark, and handsome, but I was just like, he's so cute. And like, and like, I couldn't in the dream, the feeling was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm sleeping with such a hot person, yeah. which is just like a weird thing to be a part of your sex dream. And I was at like a women's retreat in the dream, which was just like a very strange part of it. And he was there yeah. and it was, and so I don't know if that's just like my quarantine self being like so desperate to be touched. Um. <laughs> that's what I mean we were just my husband and i were just talking about that recently he was like this quarantine i just want to be honest with you and it's it's really making the like bisexual feelings come out of me he's like i really want to have sex with somebody else and i was like me too like yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're like getting we're like they've seen too much like we hang out all the time yeah, yeah. He's, he's like and we would normally stay inside 
-hmm. on the weekends a lot. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's mandated now, it's kind of like, I don't want to. Oh, totally. Totally. (laughs) Especially if you like freedom, you're like, wait, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I like being able to like talk about that with him. Yeah. Talk about the fact that we want to have sex with somebody else. Yeah. That's so hot. Do you guys talk about it often or do you like look at people together if you're are you you, so you're on the threesome app what was it called again it's called three fun three fun i'm gonna have to check (laughs) that out okay are you on other apps or how do you meet people well originally back when uh craigslist (laughs) that's where we met our first few threesomes so that and that was actually pretty good like we we had to screen out a lot of like weirdos but Like there was some quality people on there. That was where we met most of them. And then what do we do now? Oh, uh, what's that website? Fat Fat Life? Yeah. Are you on there? Yeah. Uh, No, but I'm going to make a new profile. Oh, nice. Yeah. We've met some people through that. And then I'm on Reddit now. Like I started a Reddit account. I started an Instagram and a Reddit account like for my feet. Okay. Oh, ooh. Ooh, tell (laughs) us more. Like especially during this quarantine time, like. I've always liked my feet. One of the guys that I kind of dated before, like I was with my husband, like he had a foot fetish and it was so like validating for me because I've always liked my feet and to have somebody with a foot fetish, like, like them, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like they must be nice. Okay. (laughs) This is a weird question. Can I see your feet? Can you show me? (laughs) They're not painted right now. That's okay. A lot of people like. I'll uh, use my imagination. The natural. <laughs> yeah. So some people are like, like commenting on it, and um, they're like, "Oh, can you take a picture like this because they're natural?" Okay, hold on. Okay. So how can I do this? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna climb. I'm gonna climb my. Yeah. <laughs> can you see? Yes, you have great feet. Oh yeah, you have lovely proportioned toes, and yeah, they kind of taper. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's great. Yes. And they don't have a tiny pinky toe. Like No, it's like, like a good shape. And it's they're not like my feet are kind of pink and wrinkly and like yours have a really lovely, beautiful color. I love that was the Instagram that I was gonna give you. So if Do do it now and then we'll do it later as well. Okay, so uh, <laughs> the name of my Instagram I can spell it out, but it's Spadishana. And I guess Spadishana, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's one of the chakras. Ooh. And I just added an H at the end of it because my name's Hannah and so it's like it's S V A D H I S T H A N A H. Oh, I love that. And it's the chakra that like is like the orange one, like in the like the sex one that's like yes. under the belly button. And so I thought that that would be um <laughs> I love like that. relevant to a fetish account. So if you want to see what my feet look like, you can go to Spadishana. Fuck yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, are there any other kinks you're exploring or, or things that you would like like to explore for funsies? That guy, the bartender that I had sex with a few times, like he had a thing, like he really liked ass, like he wanted me to like fart on his face. Really? I, Did you? Yeah. Could you? How do you do that on cue? I couldn't. That's what I remember. I told him, I was like, I'm not sure that I've spent like my whole life trying not, not to fart in public, so I don't know if I'll be able to do it. And he was like, I can like blow air in your ass and that'll help. And I was like, okay like well so we tried it and i don't think i did it like he was like wanting me to and i he's like but i I was like i can't i'm sorry like it's a it's a yeah i think i probably if i knew him better like yeah be able to do that but that so i thought that was an interesting one i'd never heard that i've never heard of that i've also i definitely have had moments where someone's going down on me 
feel gas and I'm like, oh my God. And then I'll like pull them up to kiss me or something like, yes. to, to avoid that. <laughs> like, oh, let me adjust. I need to <laughs> Yeah, totally. I, I've always kind of had like digestive troubles, I think. Mm-hmm. Like I get constipated. Mm-hmm. So I don't, there's, I don't usually have to like fart. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then, yeah. So I don't know. It was like, but that was just an interesting, I'd never, I'd never heard that before. Yeah. So that was an interesting one. I don't think. Also, sorry, I want you to keep talking, but I just want to take this moment to like snapshot, like you seem to stumble into kinky people and you're like so sweetly open-minded that, that someone you've fucked a couple of times is like, will you fart on my face? Like, I just think that's amazing because like, I'm very open, but I don't always know how to like in that with people you know i'm here having these conversations very clear Mm -hmm. frame out in the real world i'm sort of like i want to know anything but i don't know how to ask you know yeah Yeah, Um, totally. okay (laughs) so do you do you ask people or how do they tell you like how do you you're just so fucking chill that people are like i'll tell you anything (laughs) i don't know people just like are like they just tell me stuff and and i kind of let i almost feel like it's my superpower because I people that know me like my family would never right suspect. oh of course like, I could I feel like I could get away with murder oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> I just went from sex to murder that's like my <laughs> okay okay so pegging so pegging. <laughs> so pegging my husband introduced me to pegging mm-hmm. and that made me feel very powerful um yeah. for somebody who's very like submissive and shy in my day-to-day life it was like but I wanted to be an actress growing up. And I think that was part of the Sagittarius in me that like, I want to be everything. Like yes. I want to be able to be anything. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. like I, and I just have to pause right now for a second and acknowledge that like, I, I think you're so amazing and I love your personality and your like whimsicalness. And my husband actually introduced me to you. He found your podcast and oh, he was yay. like, I think you would like this. You got to listen to it. And he's a big fan too. So he says, oh, oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> okay. I also am wondering if at the end, could we get him to come in and talk about how he goes down on you? This just popped into my, just throwing that out there. If okay, you could interrupt no, his video games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so we have, pe- we have pa- pegging and feeling oh. powerful and we're talking about your openness. What other toys do you like to get, have used on you? Um, the main one that I use is like just like a, a vibrator. What kind? And I want to get a new one because it's, it, I, I want to get one. I want to try one of those wands, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the high touchy or whatever. I have a high touchy. You have one? Yeah. So can you describe like, is there something about like the bulb that's bigger? Cause like my, I'm going to grab. Yeah. Show me. Like, so I just have like this, like standard. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And I only use this, but I think this, like the tip of it is, mm-hmm. is kind of narrow mm-hmm. and small. And I imagine that uh, a wand having a bigger bulb, like with more surface area would be more pleasurable. Cause like the clitoris is like so big. Yeah. I didn't realize how big the clitoris is. It's like a zucchini. Like, yeah. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's gigantic. And so I feel like having a bigger bulb would, be is that something that makes it more pleasurable you think like the well I'll, I'll tell you how i use it also i should describe for our listeners the vibrator that she's showing me is like it's 
rabbit-esque. It's not a rabbit, but it's got the two prongs. Do you use mm -hmm. it? Like, do you use the big part on the inside? And then do you use it? No. Only, only clitoral stimulation yeah. with the tip of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So... So the Hitachi is, first of all, I like the wider surface area because that's mm -hmm. how I like to be touched initially. I can't, you know, I have a Vesper, like I have one of those little necklace vibrators that I love, but mm. I, but I use that kind of more flat with my hands. It's a really small kind of point. It's, it's a powerful vibration. The Hitachi, because it's like the end is squishy. And then I also have another rubber cap that goes on top of it that has bumps. And th this is just left oh. over from my relationship with my master. Like it was, you know, there were toys he left here and gifted them to me basically, yeah. or at least didn't ask for them back. Like I tried to give them back and he never did so, or never wanted them back. Yeah. And so it's, so it's got this like squishiness that I love, but it's not like soft squishy. It's like a firm, you know, like a dildo squishy, like a yeah. medium um, so it has that give, but then the little neck of it also rotates. And so it vibrates all of you. Like it's so <laughs> powerful. And so like to get started, like I can't just be like on, like I have that. And that's why I can start like by just by touching my pubic bone with it, like lightly, like I use that to just get gently aroused. And then as I get increasingly aroused, I can put it more and more directly on my clitoris toward my clitoris. And I usually still have like skin folds in there. Because otherwise it's just too much. But I also, it's also fantastic for like, I've had some of my most powerful asgasms like using that too. So it's like, mm -hmm. I, I love to be like when I was getting fucked in the ass when I was super duper into that, mm -hmm. if I would like start to come, then we would add the wand and it would just be like mm -hmm. next level. <laughs> and yeah. you just like, transport to another dimension. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I have the plug-in type. I know they have ones that use batteries now, but I have the plug into the wall type and I've, I've hindered by it but I'm also not you know trying to travel around my house with it so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like can you the, thinking about like the different kinds of orgasms I'm curious like can you describe the difference in the physical sensation between like a, a really powerful orgasm and just like a like yeah I just need to come real quick Yes. Also, this is something I've been like thinking about and noticing lately because I've been alone in my safer at home situation. One of the things I've been offering to myself is to try to have orgasms, you know, every day, an orgasm in a different way. <laughs> just, so, just so I don't get stuck in a rut because I, I am a person that can sometimes get so into the idea of having a schedule and a routine that it can be too much and then I start to feel crazier, you know, so they're like, make sure you have a routine to stay grounded. I can like grind myself into the ground with a routine. Okay. So to prevent myself from doing that, I have to switch up my masturbation. <laughs> uh, and doing that definitely... I am able to see kind of the differences in orgasms. And there are some days where it's like, I'll come really fast, but it almost feels like it's on the surface. Like it's like the very tip of my, and I don't, I'm not saying this actually is what's happening, but the, the feeling in my brain and body is like flat and smooth and wide and not very deep. And those are the ones that are like almost less satisfying sometimes, or like sometimes I can come and not feel very satisfied. Like mm -hmm. if I'm, that's particularly when I've like, when I'm in a more stressed out state and, and I'm, and it takes me longer to come. And so yeah. it feels very surfacey. So I feel like that's like yeah. a base layer. And then I would say I have, um, the deepest orgasms have definitely, well, 
I did have one orgasm one time that was not butt sex related. I'd say typically deepest ones come when I'm also getting some sort of anal stimulation. Although mm. I did one time have craziest orgasm and I'm trying to remember which boyfriend this was with. This wasn't <laughs> with my master. It was like earlier on mm -hmm. and it was so all powerful, like all, it was all encompassing body, powerful. Like I felt like those tingles shooting up and down my arms and legs and like coming from my pelvis. And when it was done, I was like a floppy mess, but my, <clears throat> but my arms like were like tingling and shaking and I kept getting claw hands like my fingers kept curling into claws so it's like oh. I had I had such an intense orgasm that it was like I like my I could not get them to to straighten like out the by themselves like yeah that. and it didn't hurt but for like 15 or 20 minutes like they would just curl back in and I was like what did I do to my nerves and you know it only happened that once wow. and then I would say yeah I have other orgasms that are just well, I've had orgasms with partners from penetration where it's like a wider wave that like, and that's when I can keep coming where it's like, I don't peak quite as much mm -hmm. and that's really good. And I'll, I'll even sometimes ask, like I would do this with my former master. Like I would, I would ask permission to come, but then I would also ask for a slowdown because then I could like keep writing it longer and longer. Mm -hmm. And that's, those are the few times that I've had multiple orgasms in a row because it was like just the coming and going and I don't I've never been able to achieve that without communicating with the partner in some way shape or form I mean with my former master it was a lot of like not full words or sentences but he kind of like understood what my yeah. drooly mumbles meant um, <laughs> and then and then I and then there's the ones where it's like and I feel like this is like my quote unquote standard orgasm where it gets really powerful and gets really sharp and it's and it's so deeply satisfying that then I can't be touched for 10 yeah. or 20 minutes. I mean, I can on my body, but like my clitoris needs a little break after those ones. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, that's so, that's so interesting to me. I feel like you, you have a really good grasp on like the differences and, and it sounds like you've had a lot of experience with like different, uh, just the fact that you're changing up your masturbation, like you're, you're, you're so, you're so creative. Actually. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I, I try to be in it is that curiosity because like I said, I can get stuck in a rut so easily. Yeah. And, you know, because there are many things that I enjoy, I'll eat the same thing, I'll have sex the same way, but then mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, I have to make a little bit of an effort. And, and I can only even try to articulate those because I'm now obsessed with, well, can we try to articulate this feeling that's maybe impossible to put words to? Yeah. Do you have like, are you a visual, like you, I mean, you, you draw and stuff, are you a vis visual thinker? Like do you use metaphors in your head? I am. Yes. I, and I would say I'm way, I'm definitely a person. Well, I'm also auditory stimulated, but, but when I am fantasizing to make myself come, like oftentimes I can lay down and just like have an orgasm and not think about anything and just like focus mm -hmm. in on my body. But when I'm like trying to get off really hard or intensely, um, it does usually involve some sort of fantasy about either being choked or like penetrated pretty roughly or, or just being grabbed or touched or held. Mm -hmm. Um, and so thinking, so I don't know if that's exactly visual, but also like if I, if my lover is sending me a picture that's, you know, even if it's just of like a leg and I can see the edge of a ball or like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, like sh the, like the side boob just a little bit and like a waist and I'm sort of like, ah, um, 
I, I would say actually it's probably more accurate that pretty much any of the senses can arouse me to, yeah. to like like if I if I smell someone that smelled like a former lover or if mm. I if I just I mean I am visually attracted to so many people that I really have to put a lid on it but yeah also getting told stories or the sound of just like a sexy voice I don't know yeah all of it yeah I love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah what about you can you you try to describe your orgasms, how they feel. It's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. I saw, have you ever seen the show called Big Mouth? Uh, yes. Oh my God. I feel like that show, they, it's the, it's the best like depiction of awkward. Yes. Preteen years. Yes. And there's that scene where, um, the, she's looking at her vagina with the mirror and her vagina is like, like Amy Poehler or something. I forget who does her voice, <laughs> but like, the vagina is trying to like convince her to masturbate and have yeah, an orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> and she describes it as like, have you ever been like, it's like being electrocuted, but in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was such a good description because I, I kind of, that's kind of how it feels. And I like how you described like a quick kind of not as satisfying. Sometimes orgasm is more yeah. surface. Yeah. Like that, that means a lot to me. Like when I have had really powerful ones, it, it feels like, almost like a wave of energy, like deep inside my body, like going from my pelvic area, like up into my head. And it's like, if, if, if you could see it as light or something, it would be like a wave, like rippling up my body and, and, but very, very softly. Like that's like the, the good way of the electrocution. Like I imagine electrocution would be very sharp and kind of like, yeah, like, like rigid and, and, sharp lines jaggedy but, yeah. yeah jaggedy but like an orgasm is like like a wave like very yeah. smooth and soft and it's like it's like you're getting hugged by the electrocution or something <laughs> like hugged from the inside out yeah that's such a good point too and as i'm hearing you talk i'm thinking about me previous me that was not as in touch with my body and i think that the more that i've opened up that's when my vocalizations during sex started to come just from the actual feeling rather than like trying to make noises for my partner but it's like like letting it go all the way through my body and i feel like there's some some relationship there between the like release and the just like welcoming those waves yeah totally because that's like i mean in emotion if emotion is like some people say like energy in motion and like yeah. sound is is like waves it's motion it's like it could it's all connected yeah i'm still getting in touch with that like i i still find myself performing sometimes mm-hmm. when i'm when i'm able to really relax and just be in it and like moan because it's being provoked yeah. <laughs> instead of like me trying to control it it's so much more pleasurable yeah. And I feel like it's these conversations, like it's, it's talking about sex that helps us get there. Like we share about everything else in our lives. Like yep. we share with people how, like tips on how to cook and tips on how to raise kids and tips on, you know, what shows to watch, but we don't talk to each other about like tips on sex and like what people do. And it's, it's so isolating sometimes. Like it's something that everybody does and nobody's talking about it. It doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. So I, I, I appreciate being able to have these conversations. Like some of this stuff is I've never vocalized it before. Like, yeah, same, yeah. same. And I think it's so fun and it helps me get like, it reminds me that I don't have to be the same way forever. 
and yeah. that like I'm an evolving creature. And as I'm learning more, you know, as I'm hearing you talk, I think about my own experiences kind of differently. And I think about what else I might want to try. And I think about, you know, it's, I wonder sometimes, because as I'm editing these episodes, sometimes I'm looking back and I'm like, wait, is that true? And I'll think about something I've said and compare it to something else I've also thought. And I'd be like, oh, they're kind of contradictory, but also they're both kind of true. Oh, I'm a person. I'm a human. I guess I'm changing. Yeah. You know, but it's like. Yeah. That's got to be interesting to have that literally yeah. like recorded because so. you can like see your evolution or hear it. I have this, you talking about kinks, like yeah. I have this idea of something that I want to do, like that I want to sell. Um, because something that has ha helped me to be able to, cause I went through this phase with my husband where like, when we were first dating, like he would come a lot easier and I wouldn't, and I mm. started resenting him and being yeah. upset about it. And like something that helped me was like different forms of meditation and grounding and just getting back in touch with my body. And I was like, so I want to combine, like, this is probably already a thing, but I, it's not readily available in my world, like combine meditation and masturbation like um yes. auditor auditory like like you know how there's like uh guided meditations yeah like, i want to do that but with like sexual fantasies like imagine you know yes like, feel your body's weight on the bed and like imagine a figure comes into the room and they look like this and then they're touching you here and then they're touching or even without somebody like now like you know touch your body and feel like feel your your curves and feel how like smooth it is on the bed or whatever like and just do like a a guided kind of masturbation meditation because and i feel like that would help people get out of their head oh my god like, yes women. please do that and then when you do <laughs> tell me about it let everyone here know because i bet there are lots of listeners that are like yes please yeah yeah <laughs> what so do you do you feel like that's, I don't know if that qualifies as dummy, but in terms of just like the experiences that you've had pegging, do you feel like you're stepping more into sort of like a forward energy self sexually? Or how do you feel like those experiences have affected you? I think that like I'm, I'm starting to, I'm still kind of timid, but I, I want to get there. And it, it's kind of funny because I, a lot of the like my husband is like very like he knows what gets him off and so he's like i like a story about this with this happening and this happening and i i'm such a perfectionist that like when he would tell me a story i'm like okay but then what do i say next like what do you want yeah. to happen and i've gotten to a point now where i've heard his story so much that i can kind of recreate it and not ask for as much guidance yeah and that feels really good to like get him off in that way and then he he's told me he's like you're really good like you could make money at this like you could be a dom and That's i was amazing. like i need a script but <laughs> i love like i'm i'm good at like give me instructions like i like cooking and i like reading a recipe and creating like give me yeah. instructions and i will flesh it out yeah. like give me a skeleton and i will like create a story so he'll give me like a story or like this is kind of what i want the fantasy to be and then i was able to kind of step into it and at first it was kind of acting but then as I got more into it like I realized that like I was wet after yes. fucking him and I was like oh my god like I kind of I've been so disconnected from my body for a lot of my life I'm so in my head all the time mm -hmm. that like it, it kind of like surprised me like I didn't feel it happening but then when I would 
feel my vagina afterwards. And I was like, I'm wet. I want to come now too. Like yeah. it's kind of helped me make that connection between my mind and my body. And I'm slowly getting more comfortable with being a sexual human. And it definitely helped with that, like to be able to switch roles and be dominant when I'm the grown up in a stereotypical female, cis female body and yeah. been told that I'm a female my whole life and told like how to act and how to be that's not dominant. Yep. It definitely has, has helped with that. I'm having a big cock help with that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> being able to like wear that and be like, this is fucking yeah. like, me. I have a theory about cocks, by I, the way. Oh, tell me, tell me. So I took a human sexuality class uh, at a community college recently. And we were talking about the, um, how like before you're born and before you're, you become a uh, one sex or the other or intersex, it's like you have an undifferentiated genitalia. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's like, you know, just, it's not one yeah. or the other. And so the, pieces in the parts of the vagina and the parts of the penis are related to each other. Like the tip of the yep. penis is like the clitoris, right? And the, um, the labia minora is the shaft. Mm -hmm. And I've always been kind of embarrassed about my genitalia because I have big labia majora, minora, the middle, the, the one in the middle, yeah. but I have, they're big, I have big lips. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, um, but that is related to the shaft. So my theory is if I was a guy, I'd have a huge cock. Yes. <laughs> they're like, they're like, we've, we've got, we've got this skin ready. It's on standby just in case we need to use it to make a giant cock. Okay. 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 Other parts. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're going to express as female. That's okay. But just so you know, like you'd have a big one. So you should be proud of your big labia if you have them. I think you should. Also, when did you find out that they were, as you say, big? When I started watching porn, mm. when I read about labiaplasty and I was like, what? We have That's to be embarrassed about that too? No, no we do not. <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. When I found out that that was like a popular surgery, I was like, oh, come on. Like we're embarrassed about every other part of our body. Seriously. Too. Nobody's even looking. I know. Nobody cares. Not for surgery. I, I will say I really like it. It's I, well, that's the thing. I went I went on a date with a couple a couple years ago. And one of the first things that the woman said to me was that she wanted a labiaplasty. And I was just like, oh, like for me, it's sort of a flag because it just means there's other stuff. And she was so young, too. I mean, I was 27 at the time. She was 22. But I was just like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Like I'm all about, you know, if, if you're doing some, it's like makeup, you know, like there's different levels of enhancing the way that you look. And so I, you could say that that's just like a, a more like further down the spectrum of yeah. like enhancing yeah. yourself. Like, but I, when it's so something so permanent and if it's coming from a place where you, what you have now is, is not okay. It's yeah. like, it, it makes me sad and it's perpetuating this idea that, you know, we have to look a certain way yeah. and when it's something that no, maybe if you're like a porn star and you're doing it like, because it's a certain look that yeah. you're going for, but if it's your, if you're doing it for, and you're in a monogamous relationship, you don't plan on being with anybody else. Like really yeah. you need it. Like one person's going to see it. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, I'm, I support people doing what they want to do, but also like, just think long and hard about 
sharp objects by your <laughs> genitals. That's just like, I just think that's a big, huge like flag to just like really think about it. That's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. What else do we, I feel like we've talked about so many good things. Oh, let's see. Do you have any details about giving blowjobs that you want to talk about? I've learned a lot from my husband, actually. He's yeah. pretty good at giving blowjobs. Oh, yeah. What is it like watching your husband go down on another dude? Like, what does it feel like? <laughs> a little bit competitive sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I feel like I'm at a disadvantage because he has a penis. And so he knows what mm. feels good. So it's actually, it's helped my game improve a lot, too, because he'll, like, he can tell me what feels good and then yeah. show me and like, then I can copy him like what like what like, okay so something that I've like I used to be kind of weirded out by like the noises that you make and like how much spit would get on the cock and I was like oh it's like messy but I more people in my experience penis owners <laughs> enjoy <laughs> the messiness I love so, yeah 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 like, lean into that has yeah. been a thing, like being messy so like starting off kind of slow and like just at the top and then like like going up and down and each time going a little bit further and then when like getting to the point where you put it as far back in your throat as you can so that you get spit all over it and that almost makes the like deep throating easier yes it does Mm -hmm. so like i think that's the biggest thing that i learned is to lean into the slobber and lean into the noises that you make and like more people are going to be attracted and turned on by that than turned off. And I think like the, the messier, the better. (laughs) That's such a good point. Also, I'm realizing that when I started like embracing the mess, I was able to just like enjoy the sloppiness. And so it's like, it's like the, that like that physical direction of like, let it be messy turned into this like emotional turn on that I feel like took blowjobs to the next level for me. Yeah. I think like when I realize that I'm turning somebody on, it makes it so much like takes the, <laughs> I feel like it takes some of the pressure off because yeah. I, I feel like I I'm trying to not be in a place where I per- perform. Yeah. Like I want to enjoy it for the sake of enjoying it yeah. and, and leaning into that and then seeing how people respond has like helped me learn how to enjoy it in a different way. Awesome. And oh. yeah, messy, <laughs> messy blowjobs. So good. <laughs> um, do you want to see if your husband's available? Yeah, I opened the door to the bedroom and he's like laying on the floor like this, like trying to listen. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I've, I've been listening the entire episode. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yay. Okay. Okay. So we were talking early on about how hard it is sometimes to know like what is going on when we are being gone down upon how do you say that when someone's going down on us i i I think uh, down on upon is right having yeah okay (laughs) can you please tell us how you go down on your lovely wife in as much great detail as you possibly can Hmm. i listen to her i mean i as as like cliches that is like I like really try to respond to her body and and just feel what she's feeling. What it feels like for me though is like I definitely like work up like like she says like I work up to it, but then when I, once I'm there, where your clit, oh, clit. <laughs> <laughs> like I like what are you doing with your tongue down there? 
that's that just happens like it, it's hard it's hard like, to it's 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 hard to like <laughs> it's hard to like say exactly yeah what I do, you know i mean I, like, yeah I mean, she she definitely likes she like like she I think she says something about like a circular motion and like a sucking motion. Sometimes I try to combine the two. Um, uh, that's I think I think it's kind of funny. Like I feel like when when I was talking about being a visual person, I feel like sometimes it almost feels like my clit feels bigger, and sometimes it feels smaller, like the head of it, mm -hmm. like depending on what motion. Is yes, happening. and I I like when it feels like bigger and I yeah. don't know what it means but I like when it feels like there's more surface area so like this might sound weird but like sometimes when her like is really engorged like I almost suck it like it's like yeah that's <laughs> so <laughs> hot and that feels so good because it's like giving a tiny blow job yeah yes yeah. yes I mean, it's it's a big blowjob, but it's uh, oh yeah, I guess it's a tiny the, the, the penis. Way, I, mean, I, I know what I mean. Like the, 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 the way she reacts to it, it feels like, it feels like it's a big blowjob. Okay, for our partners out there who maybe have very little experience with the concept of trying to tap into their partner and like listen for that response, and when I say listen, I don't mean like with ears, although maybe also ears, but where you're tuned in. Can you try to? I know it's a hard. Thing to articulate but what sort of cues are you looking for to respond to i touch her mm -hmm. you know i touch her i listen to her i just feel her body i mean it's it's on some level like an emotional thing like it's it's hard to say like do this do this do this because it is such an emotional thing but yeah, uh, but i don't know like just get out of, get out of yourself right like get out of your own head for a second like let all of your ego go away awesome is there anything else that you want to say about your sex life with your beautiful wife i like the idea of having uh more group sex mm. but it's hard to find a sexy enough group that we actually <laughs> want to like we we are we are kind of like picky and it's hard enough to like like a lot of times you find a group sex situation where there's people who are just like, oh, I don't want to have sex with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like, it's like curating like a, a certain sex group that we would like to have. Totally hear that. Um, okay. Do you want to, do you want to hang around for our wrap up question? Uh, sure. Okay. So this question is now for both of you. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? Uh, 14 and don't be embarrassed at the fact, like no one can see that you already came. <laughs> the, the first time I ever came, I was so embarrassed about coming that like, I thought everyone knew. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Um you were 14? 13? You were 13. Didn't you like go to the fair afterwards? Or then I went to the fair and I held the chimpanzee. I like um I think I would choose maybe 18 like right after I had sex and just tell myself that like it's okay to be a sexual person like 
sexuality is a part of the human experience and you are not wrong or bad or like the negative meanings of the word slut if you enjoy having sex like yeah it's normal you're normal <laughs> you're okay beautiful <laughs> and do you guys have any last questions for me we did a lot of talking but <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious about your your hairstyle when did you decide to shave and why so it was almost four years ago. It was May 8th, 2016. It happened to be Mother's Day. I was trying to do it on my birthday, April 30th, but I ended up getting really sick. Like it was going to be my birthday present to myself. And I'd been producing online reality television with pickup artists, which these were of the, the sleazy variety. They were like, here's how to get a lady, you know? And, and I was in a, I was in a bad place. Like I had I was like deep into some self-hate, but very unaware of it. I cheated on a boyfriend with a then the female bodied person who broke up, I broke up a marriage. All of that stuff had crumbled and been destroyed. And that's when I was like, I think I just need to get out of town, but I had to finish this job so I could get paid. Mm -hmm. And so it was like this, I'd wanted to always have a shave. I've always been curious about having a shaved head. But I'd had so many people, because I had long, blonde, beautiful hair, and so many people tell me like, no, don't, don't cut your hair, don't cut your hair. And so finally I did it. And now I'm at this point where I'm like, it just seems like it would be a lot of work to grow it back. <laughs> and it's so easy. And I get so many compliments. Um, and I feel very neutral, although I tend to get bored. You know, I get bored and I just did this, I did a series of me and all my wigs and I was like oh yeah I do like hair but then I get mad about growing it back because people are like you look prettier with hair and I'm like you need to fuck off <laughs> um, can, can, can I ask a question yeah uh, so you, you said something about like you felt like you broke up a marriage and I've been in that situation before do you feel like it was actually you or no. do you feel like because because I because I've been in that situation and I felt like I was sort of the foil that yeah. the person used to break up the marriage yeah have you come in terms with that or like so it is one of those things that on a conscious level i know that all of the relationships that have broken up that i've been involved in because it's been more than a couple uh i know that ultimately it wasn't because of me because i always really do my best to act in integrity and communicate clearly sure. and i also understand that people have problems that are very unconscious that sometimes can't be ignored when you bring in a third person. Right. And so I don't, so actually though, that's one of the things that I'm still grappling with in my personal life. And this is the thing that I journal about and talk about in therapy is I still do have an amount of guilt, um, both because I cheated on my former partner and he has forgiven me and he's happily married and all, all of that, you know, he is fine. And I know that, but there's something about that that makes me worried that I'm a disaster and even though I love being with couples I get like really nervous about very sensitive to anything that seems like a red flag um, so, so how, how do we how do we cope with like being someone who is a third or or bringing in a third and have that be healthy when we have experiences where it was unhealthy in the past maybe or like not necessarily unhealthy for ourselves but unhealthy for the other person yeah i mean the thing that i'm trying to do is just communicate really clearly about what the communication should look like and about what expectations are and then also yeah. understanding that people are people and as much as you know even if we are the most well-intentioned sometimes it 
we accidentally lie to each other because we don't know our own selves or because feelings just change. And mm -hmm. so just reminding myself that has been, you know, I can do my due diligence and then remember that being disappointed and being hurt and being sad is not the end of the world. And I, I do think that all of the, the opportunity for growth and experiences uh, outweigh that. And at the same time, I can look back over my past couple of years that I've spent like not really getting over my former master, but now I'm at a point I actually just wrote him a really breakup email last night because he was fucking with me again and like doing it under the guise of like checking in on me in quarantine yeah. and and it was really unhealthy and I wrote him a thing where I was like hey this is unhealthy will you please change the way you're doing this and he just responded no <laughs> wow <laughs> and so so then I blocked him on everything and he wrote me an email a week later and and so and so email pretended like nothing happened and said he hoped that I would forgive him and I was just like I, I wrote him a really scathing email. Maybe I'll share that here. I don't know. It might, it might sound unhealthy, but like at some point, like you give people enough credit, you just have to like cut them out. Well, I, I was just like, look, at this point, I've given you enough chances. Your behaviors yeah. remained shitty. I'm not doing either of us a favor by allowing this to continue. Like it's not good for either of us. Um, you know, so as much as I want to be the person that's like, I'm friends with my exes, like I'm very capable of that. They aren't always. And so for mm -hmm. me, the, the growth, is recognizing when I have to make that decision for them. And so I told him that he could check in with me once a year on his birthday as my gift to him. On his birthday. Because <laughs> <his> <laughs> yeah. I get enough messages on my birthday, you know? And also it's only a few weeks away, so I didn't want him to like hit me up in two weeks. So. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I, I so appreciate you. I appreciate you and I, I appreciate what you're doing. And I feel like I said this earlier, but I feel like you're a, like a soul connection with you. Yes. You're just like, you're, you're so aware. And it surprises me that you even have like these situations that you've gone through. Cause I'm like, how did she end up in this? But I guess that's what the growth is. It's like, you are so aware because you've had these experiences that you, you seem very emotionally and intelligent that like you understand like sometimes <laughs> like i feel like i've learned so every time i stumble i learn a lot and that's and i try to learn from it i try to grow forth and then there's stuff that i just get so blindsided by and it's human stuff that's really obvious to other people so you know just knowing that my brain works a little bit differently is kind of how i try to weather that storm but yeah. i don't know oh my god thank it, you it, it works beautifully <laughs> thank you i'm so happy that you guys are on the show this is amazing <laughs> thank you for having us i'm thank i'm you. so happy that you're doing this show and i'm happy to be that you let me be a part of it <laughs>